Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study this morning. It's a Thursday morning here in Queen City, Texas at Crossway Church in my office here on the 14th day of May 2020. We're excited to be sharing God's Word with you today. Again, it's our Romans Bible study. We're in chapter 10 and we'll dig in here in just a moment. Just want to encourage you and remind you that if you're not helping us uh, get the Expositor Study Bible into the hands of inmates across the land. You can do that by giving uh, online at thecrosswaychurch.com. Make sure you just put that you want to help with the Bibles to inmates, or you can text it, uh, your giving to uh, this ministry for this purpose uh, at 903-231-5950. So many people are, are not giving, so many Christians are not giving of their tithes and offerings, not giving to help ministry uh, do what God's called to do. Be a part of what God's doing uh, instead of just a bystander on the side of the road. And uh, I encourage you to be a blessing uh, in in more ways than you are now. Uh, to dig in and get uh, uh, move in and be a part of what God is doing in these last days. So again, this is our Romans Bible study. We're in chapter 10. This is part 10 of chapter 10. And uh, I think we had a little issues with our YouTube uh, this morning. So, But we're on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page live. And we're going to start right here in verse... Uh, we have to back up a little bit because we have to, we have to talk about, uh, again what it means to believe upon Jesus, to call upon the name of the Lord that we're studying here. And uh, when, it say, when the Scripture says in verse 11, uh, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed, that doesn't mean that people won't try to put you to shame. It just means you'll never be ashamed from God's point of view. He will never put you to shame. Hallelujah. And that's good news. The lake of fire, those who rejected Christ and they wouldn't let him be the Lord, they wouldn't never make him Lord. Uh, the lake of fire is really the great place of shame because they, they will all be ashamed of their own selves and their own sin for all eternity. But, uh, but we don't, you don't have to end up there. You can trust the Lord today. And, uh, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And you have to go back and you have to read verse 9 because it's calling upon uh, the Lord Jesus. Uh, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved in verse 13. Well, the name of the Lord is Jesus. Hallelujah. Not just Lord, Lord. You have to hear the gospel and understand that God sent His Son. His name is Jesus. You have to trust in what He did for you at Calvary, the atonement, the payment for your sin, so you could be forgiven and found in the body of Christ, in Jesus Christ. So it's not just some Lord, uh, a Lord. It's the Lord, Jesus Christ. And then he says in, in, in uh, verse 12, uh, there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Don't ever let anybody tell you the Jews got saved any different way than the Christians. It's always been faith in that promised Redeemer that God promised way back in Genesis 3:15, uh, when man fell into when man fell into sin, God rushed in and gave that promise Genesis 3:15 of a coming Redeemer who would crush the head of the enemy, and who would bruise the Redeemer's heel. That's the story of what happened at. Calvary. So 
we need to understand that after that God gave them the verbal promise, he turned around and he verbally, not only verbally, but he showed, demonstrated that it would be an innocent sacrifice. And he used animals to do that. And so, but it's always been the same way for the Jews and the Greeks, the Gentiles. It's always the same. Nobody's getting saved outside calling on the name of Jesus to be forgiven of their sins. Hallelujah. So, in verse 13, he says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And again, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus and believe with the heart unto the righteous work he did at Calvary. And that, that's what this whole chapter is about. Uh, it's calling upon the name of the Lord. Uh, and it doesn't matter what nationality you are, what, whatever you have been taught or believed, it's all wrong spiritually if it's not all about Jesus and your information's coming from the Bible. You can burn all your other books and all the other things that do not point you to Jesus and what Jesus did for you at the cross. It's the only way. It's the only way God's provided for humanity. And so he says in verse 14, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Very important. We pointed this out last session. Make sure you get this. Verse 14. Watch again. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? You have to believe first that Jesus died for you before you can call on him. The believing comes first. The calling comes second. Hallelujah. You can't call on him in whom you have not believed. You need to understand that. And I taught that little bit of that last session. Go back and listen to it. All these, all these uh, teaching sessions are uh, uploaded uh, at the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Uh, or you can watch it again on my Pastor Curtis page. Or you can listen uh, on the Spreaker uh, uh, app, which my channel is for those who have ears to hear. But you have to believe on him before you call on him. Listen, if, if you're calling on Jesus to save you, you've had to have heard the gospel in that he will save you from your sins. And you've had to believe that for you to call on him. Amen. You understand how simple that is? So, and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But now watch, and I think we made it this far in our last session, but, but how the Apostle Paul always brings the focus and the context back to the cross, the gospel, the message of the cross. That is the power of God, the Bible says. So, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. That means believe the gospel. And if you study Romans chapter 6 and Galatians chapter 3, you'll see that simple faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary, his death for your sins, to take your sins away and to give you his righteousness. Listen, you will see that your faith in him and what he did there alone is what made you obedient to God. Not when you went and did something, but when you trusted in Jesus' humble, obedient act unto death. See, that's what allowed you to become obedient 
in God's eyes. Did you get that? So that's why the prophet Isaiah prophesied, and Paul here reminds us of what Isaiah prophesied about, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? See, here's another confirmation again of what Jesus said in John 5, 39. The scriptures are about him. Jesus said, search the scriptures, for in them you say you have life. You think you have life in the scriptures, but they testify of me. That's why Jesus could say, not only are the scriptures about me, but I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. The scriptures have to always be about Jesus. Even though they may be about a story of Israel and what Israel was going through, that was given to us to point us to Jesus. I know there are preachers out there that say we're just a little too radical, uh, that we just think we have to say the word cross all the time. They, listen, well, you better watch those fellas because they're trying, to, they're trying to pull you away from those who are determined to know nothing else to those who are still caught up in people-pleasing and, and, and the position of being a hireling. And, and listen, there's a reformation that began 23 years ago where God began to pour out to the church what's been written in the Bible all these, all these years. But he began to pour it out to the church about the sanctifying truth, what the cross means for Christians every day, how, it's, how it relates to us daily and not just an initial entrance into uh, Christ, the church, salvation, but how it relates to us in our daily sanctifying salvation. Hallelujah. And, and listen, they're either growing in that and they're excited about that or they're still hung up on what's held the church paralyzed and in captivity and not able to move past their salvation experience for centuries. And I refuse to stay there. I'm going on into the sanctifying truth, hallelujah, of Jesus Christ and how every word, every jot and tittle, hallelujah, is about Jesus. And he is the living word of God. And you've got to, you've, you're going to have to run from those preachers out there today. And they're a dime a dozen. I'd be willing to say that 90, and I mean this, I'd be willing to say that 90% of all men and women who sit in pulpits today, God didn't call them to it. God didn't set them there. Some grandmother did, some mama, some friend, some, you know, they have a gift to speak. Maybe they should have been a car salesman. I don't know. But 90% and I believe, I feel this way. You may turn me off and never turn me back on again. That's your prerogative. We'll still be here when you get when you realize that it ain't working out there except through the cross. And uh, so, uh, and I've heard, and I've, and I've had that testimony all these fifteen almost years, sixteen that we've been preaching this this gospel using God's word. People have messaged me back, said, if I would only listen to you three years ago, I wouldn't have had all this turmoil that I and my families had to go through if I would have just got up and left. But now, it's caused such great devastation in my family. If I would only left when God was telling me to leave three years ago. And I want you to get that. You're going to have to withdraw yourself from these preachers who are still hung up back there telling you God's going to do something. God's getting ready to do something. God's ready to do something for you right now. If you'll come back to faith and grace, if you'll come back to studying and believing and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you the truth of God's Word, His name's Jesus, hallelujah, you'll find God doing what they're telling you He's going to do. 
you'll find him doing it right now. Not based on what you do, but based on what you come back to believe in. Hallelujah, and that's good stuff. I'm not going on with them. I'm going on with Jesus. I'm going on with those who've not only received the message of the cross as it relates to everyday living and, and the power over sin, but also, listen, the grace of God in all avenues. Glory to God. I'm thankful for that. And, there, and listen, don't ever look at where the majority is because it, the majority doesn't rule in the things of God. The minority does. God chooses the weak, the lowly. God chooses the contrite. God chooses the broken. God chooses the poor and makes them rich. Hallelujah. I'm talking about in his spiritual substance. Listen, God chooses the, the few. Hallelujah. The few, not the many, because the many, they're trusting in their numbers. But you and I today, we're walking with Christ, trusting in that precious blood, not saying those words, but we open God's word and it bleeds red on every line, every jot and tittle, every chapter and every verse without our faith in the blood. And that alone, the word of God cannot do anything. And not only just our faith in the cross, and listen, but the word of God. Where, where our faith comes from, hearing the word. We'll see that in just a moment. We're not going to be able to hear it properly unless we're receiving it through faith in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Think about that. But they've not all obeyed the gospel because Isaiah said, Lord, who's believed our report? So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So it's all originated with the Word of God and you hearing through the gospel context. Now I'm going to help you, those that follow our teaching ministry, preaching ministry here at Crossway Church. You've heard it, you've heard it, and you've heard it, but it won't hurt you to hear it again. And it won't hurt you. Listen, you, you know you're beginning to really hear it when you start sharing this. When you start sharing this, not worried about whose feelings you're going to hurt, not worried about who's going to turn away from you, those probably that you should have withdrew from a long time ago. But when, you know you're hearing it when you start sharing it. Proverbs 8 and 8. Write it down. Let it register in your spirit. All the words of my mouth, says the Lord, are in righteousness. And my righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. From faith to faith. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Now get this. God's righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. From that faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God to faith, from faith to faith. And we keep hearing the word of God in the context of the gospel and those righteous words of God are revealed so that we can bear the righteous fruit of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to get that today. All God's words, the entirety of his Bible, this book we call the Bible, every word is in righteousness. Jesus is our Lord of righteousness. What he did at Calvary is, is our work of righteousness. It's our work of righteousness because we were in him. Hallelujah. When he was being crucified, I was crucified with him. And for us to be able to hear God's word properly, it must be in the context of the sacrifice of Christ. So all these folks running around saying we don't have to always talk about the cross. We don't have to say the cross. We don't know we don't the magic is not in the word cross. 
for there is no magic at all anyway. But it's not in the word cross. It's in the very manifestation of the Son of God as the Lamb of God carrying out the plan of God for us on the cross in His death. Humbly and obediently tasting of death by grace through faith for all of humanity. Paul uses the word cross to point to what God the Son did for us. There's no magic in the word cross. You can't just sit around and say the cross, the cross, the cross. That's no more. That's not doing anything more than what the word of faith people are out there doing. They're trusting in the words they say. It's not in the word cross. It's in the Son of God. Faith. Listen, Jesus is the living word of God. And if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Jesus being the living word of God, the context must be Jesus and what he did at Calvary because it's the blood that's where we find life. Think about that. Jesus told them, search the scriptures. For in the scriptures you say you think you have life, but they testify of me. And the scriptures do. The word of God is life. Doesn't it say that? Thy lamp, O Lord, is a, thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet uh, and a light to my path. That we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Think about that. And we live by faith. I hope you're taking this down and you'll listen again. We live by faith. What's that? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But how does that happen? By faith. But what faith? That measure of faith that we've obtained through righteousness. Second Peter, or 1 Peter 1 and 1. Let's look at that. Sec, uh, 1 Peter. I think this is right. 1 Peter one in one, no, it's Second Peter. I'll get it right in a minute. <laughs> Second Peter one and one. Watch this. We're talking about living by faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But we live by that faith. We live by that faith. The just shall live by faith, or they shall not live. Now I want you to get that. The just again. That's this another one of these scriptures that we have used. Rightly so for our initial salvation, but wrongly by le leaving it there and not using it today. If you've been a Christian 40 years, my friend, if you're not living by faith, the faith you received upon your salvation, that measure of faith that you obtained, look, 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 Second Peter 1 and 1, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith, the same faith Peter received, you and I have received with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, which points to Jesus saving us through that righteous work He performed at Calvary, Isaiah 32 and 17. The work of righteousness is peace with God of God. Amen. He made our peace by the blood of His cross, Colossians 1 and 20. But the Bible says there, Isaiah said, Who's believed our report? 
Not all have obeyed the gospel. Not all have believed the gospel. So think about this. We live by faith. We walk by faith. But it's that measure of faith, Romans 12, 3, that we received of the faith of Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us, Galatians 2, 20. That's the portion of faith we received through our believing with our hearts unto righteousness, the work of Christ at Calvary. We heard the gospel. We heard the word of God in the gospel context about being saved. We believed it and the Lord moved in, went to work, giving us that measure, that portion of his faith through which he loved us and gave himself. Are you getting this today? It's elementary and we've missed it for centuries and... This is what's got to be taught. This is what's got to be preached. This is what we, we, we don't understand. We, we, uh, somebody the other day said, I've got faith and that's all that matters. Listen, if your faith is not in the cross of Christ, you don't have faith that God will acknowledge. If your faith is not in the cross, the work of Christ at Calvary, your faith is not even in the Bible. You say it is, and your faith may be in words written down, but the words in the Bible are without power unless our faith is literally in the death of Jesus. Even under the old covenant, when they read the law, they sprinkled it after the reading with blood and the people and almost all the things that were present, the Bible says, they had to sprinkle with blood because the word is nothing without the blood. And not just because we've been saved by the blood, but every word, listen, every word of God is in righteousness. That's why God, when, you, when He saved you, gave you that measure of faith. You obtained it through righteousness. It only operates as a servant of righteousness in Romans chapter 6. And that measure of faith is all you've got that can bring about the fruits of righteousness. Think about it. You got that measure of faith because God declared you righteous upon your faith in His righteous work at Christ at Calvary. Now I want you to get that. This is simple. This is what... The church thinks they, oh, I already know it. No, you don't know. No, they, they, we don't know this. If this, listen, this is what needs to be taught. This is coming back to the focus of Calvary. This is coming back to being able to understand God's word. All his words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. That should become a billboard in your life. That should become paramount to you. All the words of God are in righteousness and His righteousness, that means His word is only revealed in the gospel. All of His word is only revealed in the gospel, not just because the gospel saved you, but in the gospel context. So don't tell me we don't have to preach the cross uh, every time we stand before. Don't tell me we don't have to point to what Jesus did at Calvary. Again, I'm not with that herd of hirelings. I'm not with that herd of preachers who may not be hirelings, but they are not giving God's people what God's people need. Hallelujah. We still need faith in the blood. We're not trying to uh, bring the world into the church any longer. They have nothing, absolutely nothing to offer the church. The world has nothing to offer the church. Not one thing. I don't care what you want to try to name. The world has nothing to offer the church. The church, what the church has, the world needs terribly so. I want you to get that. So I wanted to show you that in 2 Peter 1 and 1. Don't forget that.
Don't forget that. The only people on the planet God has ever given that measure of faith to are the people that had hearing of faith. That faith that came by hearing and hearing by God's word. So here we are back in uh, Romans chapter 10. We're going down here now and we are in verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, 